Suddenly, two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter and John, and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judah, son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
reading from the first letter to Peter. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that is taking place among you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you are sharing Christ's sufferings. So that you may also be glad and shout for joy when his glory is revealed. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory which is the Spirit of God, is resting on you. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Discipline yourselves. Keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary the devil prowls around, looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Steadfast in your faith. For you know that your brothers and sisters in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen.
body of Christ is risen. They caught their own breath and responded in unison. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And then others among them stood and read scripture. Not just ancient writings, but memories from those early Christians who knew and loved Jesus, who witnessed his death and resurrection and ascension. The priests heard these stories with new ears in their circle of friends, as if they were offering each other first-hand accounts of the most wonderful story of all time. One reason mentioned the Holy Spirit, and as the Holy Spirit was named, a beautiful, pure, white silver drifted off the shore over the trees and right across the front of the porch. They knew that Christ was with them. They knew the Holy Spirit was present. And then the Gospel was read. It was from Luke, and it was about Jesus' ascent into heaven. It was actually just a different accounting of the same story that we heard from the Acts reading today that Larry read for us. Now the priest telling the story read the words. He led them out as far as Bethany, and then the priest flung open that screen door and led everyone down to the water's edge so close that the ocean sprayed them. The waves were loud. And so the priest who was telling of the ascension had to yell the next part of the story, which went like this. And lifting up his hands, Jesus blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And then for five minutes, nobody spoke. And those 13 priests stood looking out at the ocean and the sky while God preached the best sermon I have ever heard. Our faces were wet with rain and seawater and our own tears. And I finally understood in a new and astounding way, standing there with 12 other Christians at the seashore on Ascension Day this past Thursday, that when Jesus blessed them, just before he ascended into heaven, he was commissioning them to continue the work that he had begun. Just before he ascended. The disciples asked him if now was the time. Was he finally going to restore the kingdom of God to Israel? basically said, we can't know when that is going to happen, but I am going to send the Holy Spirit to fill you and empower you so that you can bring about the kingdom of God. And then he went up and left them to do the work. Now when members of our youth group walk from here to Lowell each summer, after they've prayed and served and walked together for four days, we hold a closing service, and they tell their story, and then they are given the cross. 
when the cross is put over their head, they hear the words, Christ is counting on you. And they respond, and I on Christ. Christ is counting on all of us. It was the last thing that he made sure that we knew before he ascended into heaven. So I want to take just a little bit of time to talk about two central components of our Christian life. Following Christ, which we call discipleship, and doing the work that Christ is counting on us to do, which is apostleship. We as disciples look to Jesus, and we as apostles are sent out into a world that needs us to bring God's love into it. Bishop Laura Ahrens, former assistant rector here at Trinity and current Bishop Suffragan in Connecticut, was one of the 13 by the seaside this Thursday evening. And she speaks of discipleship and apostleship as inhales and exhales. We need to inhale God's love into ourselves and into our lives here when we worship together and in a million different ways. And then we exhale God's love into the world. And we do those two things in equal parts. If you have ever tried to inhale more air than you exhale, or exhale more air than you have inhaled, you know it doesn't work that way. We see Jesus inhaling God's and exhaling God's mission into the world throughout the Gospels. And in today's Gospel, we hear him inhaling. It was the night before he died, and he had been having an epic conversation with the disciples after that Last Supper. The conversation is actually called Jesus' Farewell Discourse, and it spans chapters 14, 15, 16, and 17 of the Gospel of John. At the end of this long conversation, he raised his eyes in conversation with God. He spoke to God of the faithfulness of his followers, of the fact that even though he would soon be gone from the world, they would still be there. He tenderly asked God to protect them, to protect us. It was one of the most beautiful moments of discipleship we had from him. His eyes on God, their eyes on him. Love and tenderness enfolding them all on the threshold of the crucifixion. The disciples had gotten really used to being disciples, following Jesus, counting on him to lead the way. But now, with his ascension, and the descending of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, which we will celebrate next week, they and us turn our attention and our focus to learning more deeply about apostleship. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, we remember that Christ is counting on us, and we go forth, remembering to return to the well, to return to this table, to kneel as disciples around the altar and to be fed by word and sacrament, remembering to inhale. So that when we exhale, 
we become vehicles through which God breathes love into the world, to the very ends of the earth. I do not want to use the ocean on that day. But someone spoke the final words of the gospel, which were, and they returned to Jerusalem in joy. And then someone else started to sing hallelujah. And we turned and sung our way up a hill away from the ocean and into a nearby chapel, where we broke bread and renewed our baptismal and priestly vows. And then we're sent back out to our work, to our communities, to our families, to church, ready to exhale. So back with you today, all I really want to do is remind us to breathe. That together we as disciples can inhale Christ's presence, and together as apostles we can exhale Christ's presence into the world when we leave here. We inhale. And when we exhale, we hear the words, Christ is counting on you. We inhale again because we know our answer is an eye on Christ. And we breathe this journey together. My friends, Christ is counting on you. An eye on Christ. Christ is counting on you. Christ is counting on you.
Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. We pray for all who have died, especially Emily Higgins, Mother Betsy Higgins, Pat Fast, Mother of Carolyn Coffin, and Thomas Bridges, Father of Harriet Bridges. Our brothers. Give to the departed eternal death.
Lord our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, a lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. May the peace of the Lord be always Next time, there might not be anybody. 
Hi, good morning. My name is Mike Palomascu. I'm making an announcement on behalf of the ASC Committee, that's the Adult Supporting Children Committee. And this coming Saturday, we have a Young Families Potluck at 5.30 p.m. Uh, this Saturday, June 3rd. So we hope that if you are young or uh, young of heart, that you will join us. It should be a great time for food and fellowship. Um, I know, uh, I'm sure that the those with small children, just like myself, are busy during the week, and uh, getting to church is difficult, so it should be a nice, uh, relaxing time, chance for everyone to bond and enjoy some good food. So you can bring a salad or an entree or a dessert to that. Hope to see you next Saturday. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, my name is Carol Brady. I'm the Director of Christian Formation. And I want to invite everyone to next Sunday at the Pentecost. And I'll have you bread. But I also invite the children and youth to be a part of the service. There'll be no church school that day. But we, the children and youth, will be meeting out on the porch at around 9.50, if that's possible. Youth, maybe a little bit earlier. Because the children are going to be getting streamers and they're going to be part of the procession. And we'd love to have you all there. So... Try to come a little early, out of the porch around 9.50 to be a part of that. Thank you. I actually have three announcements this morning. The first one is, I know a place and a time where we spend a lot of time talking about inhaling and exhaling. Every Thursday night at fireworks, every Sunday morning before church. These folks up here inhale and exhale a lot. Um, the second announcement I wanted to make is about next Sunday, June 4th, at 5 o'clock p.m., we will have a service of choral evensong, this time led by our youth choir. They're small in number, but they're very strong. Come, be moved by their singing. 5 o'clock, we'll be in the chapel next week. The third announcement is, if you've received your window, you probably got an announcement about Tuesday Tea Time Recitals. That's alliterative. Tuesday Tea Time Recitals. Every month there will be a Tuesday recital at 4 o'clock, and I think the time was left out of one edition of the newsletter. 4 o'clock, the third Tuesday of June, July, and August, there will be a recital followed by light refreshments. So I hope you can join us for Tuesday Tea Time Recitals. Coral Even Song next Sunday, and anybody that feels called to serve in the choir, let me know. Prayers for healing will be offered in that transept while throwing it out for communion this morning. The altar is God's table, and all are welcome to receive communion at God's table. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice, God.
hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. God of all power, ruler of the universe, you are worthy of glory and praise. And your command all things came to be, the vast expanse of your stellar space, galaxies, suns, planets in their forces, and this fragile earth are our home. From the five elements you brought forth the human race, and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust, and we turned against one another. Again and again you called us to return. Through prophets and stages you revealed your righteous law, and in the fullness of time you sent your only Son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and peace. And therefore we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope, to proclaim with them your glory in their unending name. After supper, he took the cup of wine, gave thanks, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering now his work of redemption, 
and offering to you this sacrifice of thanksgiving. Lord God of our ancestors, God of Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebekah, Jacob, Leah, and Rachel, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, open our eyes to see your hand at work in the world about us. Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for relief. Let the grace of this holy communion make us one body, one spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in his name. Accept these prayers and praise the Father through Jesus Christ, our great high priest, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit your church gives honor, glory, and worship from generation to generation.
counting on you. 